The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Get that, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, you know that music, you know the show. It's Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm not the only one, but I am living, of course, here in Phoenix like it matters. I want to welcome you back to the show this week. As always, I enjoy having the opportunity to share with you from my perspective uh, what I feel about today, what's happening in sports, in particular football. Why football? I guess I know a little bit about that game. And that's what I've tried to do week in, week out, is try to give it to you from my perspective and, and hopefully you would appreciate my perspective. After all, if you want to get an expert opinion, why not speak to an expert? And I consider myself somewhat of an expert, at least uh, in the world of football as we know it here in America, because I met somebody in the office the other day from Australia, and it's a different kind of football. you got to let somebody know what you're talking about. We're talking about American football here. We're talking about the kind where they just knock you out, and it's okay. It's not assault. It's not assault and battery. It could be a 15-yard penalty. And sometimes you might even get thrown out of a game. Unlike other sports, football is a sport of which it's okay to hit somebody as hard as you can, as many times as you can. And particularly what's so different about football is you can hit them when they're not looking. I I mean, most of the time, a person, if you're going to hit somebody, you would think that, okay, if if we're going to fight, let's fight fair. Stand in front of me, and I stand in front of you, and I'll hit you, and you hit me. Not football. Man, they can take you out when you're not looking. Speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about taking out and not taking out. Taking yourself out of a situation or not taking yourself out of a situation. Take yourself out of a picture and consideration or not. And I'm talking about the young man at the University of Washington locker who has taken himself out of the draft picture. Now, here is one thing that that I like to talk about. is It's not necessarily so that the best person, always the best player, is always going to be agreed upon by everybody. I mean, here it is. We're, we're talking about the Heisman Trophy. And shout out to my man Ingram. You know, there is there is a lot to be said about the fact that that young man won the Heisman Trophy. And and listen, I'm I'm one of those people. I, I'm a true, you know, born bred American. You know, I happen to be a Black American man, but I'm a, I'm American. And there were some things going on years ago at the University of Alabama that was not very American to me. And that is that not all players could go there and play, and simply because of the color of their skin. And I just think that Bear Bryant up there next to Woody Hayes and Bo Schembecker 
are shaking each other's hand and giving some low fives, some dabs, some pounds, some fists, fist bumps, you know, jumping up like Andy and Deshaun and doing a body bump. But, man, something after all those years and having him having to go through what he had to go through, he being Bear Bryant, he got a Heisman Trophy there at the University of Alabama. And wouldn't you believe it was by an African-American man? And and that really is just all Bear Bryant was trying to tell the university back then is let's just get the best players on our team. We don't care if they're black, white, green, purple, blue. But let's just get the best football players we can to play here at the University of Alabama. And so, Bear, I think that's just an attribute to you, that you want to get the best players you possibly can. And if they're black, they're black. If they're white, they're white. If they're Asian, they're Asian. Whatever they are, get the best ones on the Alabama football team. And so, according to the Heisman Trophy people, those who voted, I don't have a vote for that. I didn't win one. They picked a young man who happens to be a running back who happens to be black. And I'm just saying that because if it wasn't for Bear Bryant back in the day, perhaps maybe there wouldn't be black athletes at the University of Alabama. So, Bear, give Woody a pound for me right next there, and uh, we're going to go from there. But let's move on because I'm, I'm saying that because... Here's a person that maybe if he would have come out, he would have been maybe the first quarterback taken. And he wasn't even considered in the Heisman run. I mean, he wasn't one of those people. When I say considered, he wasn't there. On Heisman Day, when they had the candidates that were there, the person who some of these pundits say would be the first quarterback taken in the draft wasn't invited to New York. Now, now, why is that? I mean, if you're going to evaluate it, I guess it has to do with numbers and statistics and wins and all that. But that's the argument that I make with many people many times when you talk about, you know, the most valuable player. You know, the most valuable player, if it's for a league, again, it should be, does this team win? Are they winning ball games? Not that he's the most valuable, he's very good, but his team doesn't win. That doesn't make him the best. Now, when you talk about a draft, of which is going to be happening, you know, in April, and you talk about those candidates that are available for that draft, who will be take, teams are going to take the best player out there. And I guess this young man, Locker, is probably would have been the best quarterback, but he decided to stay in school. Now, I'm not so sure why. Because football is such a, a, a brutal, physical game, and, and the chance of injury, he, he's just, by staying in college, he's increasing the chances that he could possibly get hurt as a college football player. What I simply mean by that, if he were to go to pro, then he couldn't get hurt as a college football player. He might get hurt as a pro football player, but not as a college player, because he would be in the pros. What would happen if he were to go and, and, and you know, and, be eligible, become eligible for the draft, he'd probably get a lot of money. He'd make a lot of money. And again, I'm going to go back to, you know, that seems to be what's happening today is people are concerned themselves with compensation from whatever it is they have a passion for. How can we create a revenue model? How can we monetize this thing that I just like to do for the heck of it? Can I get paid for doing this? Yes. And people are doing that. And it's happening in sports. Well, for some reason or another, this young man decided that he wanted to stay at the University of Washington. It could have something to do with the fact that I think he got like a 300 some thousand dollars signing bonus because he is a baseball player. And I think he's playing with the Angels 
and their farm team um, that that could have something to do with it, that he's already got money. He's a college student. He doesn't have a, a lot to worry about. But certainly, I would say this. I also think there's something else to factor in there. And perhaps maybe he just didn't want to come out this year in the draft and be the number one quarterback taken. There has been so much pressure with those who have been drafted so high and so early. And it's all about the money and you living up to that money. And I think this young man just didn't want to. I also think he didn't want to have that pressure of saying I was the first quarterback drafted. And what am I going to do when I get in the league? Because that's the way I'm going that stigma that's attached. And I'm going to call it a stigma, you know, that's attached to your name. That stigma of being the first quarterback taken in the draft, because that's not always a good thing. It really isn't. And if your performance doesn't meet up to the draft status, then you've got problems. You know, maybe it's okay to go lower. Maybe it's okay to go in the second round. Ask Tom Brady. It might be okay to go in the, I think, six. Ask me. It's okay to go in the 12. They don't even have 12 rounds anymore. The bottom line is just get there, get a ticket to the dance. Show them how well you can dance. But I, I really do believe. Now, it could be possible that next year he still will be the first quarterback taken in next year's draft. Not this upcoming season's draft, but you're following me. You know where I'm going with this thing. But still, it may be. And he may have to deal with that pressure. But for some reason or another, he just didn't want to deal with it this time around. And it could be because of those teams that he feels he may be drafted by. But why not pull the, the Eli Manning? And say, I'm not going there. I want to go here. Some people can do that. Some people can't. But what's important for me to to pass on to you is that I think some of these young men are starting to think about this fact about, okay, I'm going to be drafted early. I I can stay in if I want to. I don't like the teams that are at the top of the draft who may be taking me. I don't, if I'm going to have the pressure... Let me at least be in a situation where I'm comfortable in a city of which I'm comfortable playing ball in that city or I'm not going to come out. And if you have the choice to do that, you can stay in school. But also, and and is he staying to get his education? No, because he's going to be done pretty soon. So he'll probably be working on his master's. But I think these guys are just trying to find a way now of how can I possibly get out of that sitting in the draft room, getting passed up, pressures that are going to be on me. I'm being the new Superman in town, and I don't live up to what everybody expects. I don't live up to that price of that ticket. Now, if that's what Locker's concerned about, then, you know, that's him. He's got to deal with that. But whenever he finds his way into the National Football League, and the man is big and strong and can throw the ball, and, uh, you know, again, those teams that that are there at the bottom – you know, he certainly doesn't want to go to Cleveland. You know, Buffalo, mm, you know, he's looking at Buffalo. You know, there's some teams, some interesting teams there that perhaps maybe he just didn't want to be a part of. But there, there is something there to, to think about. Why not? You know, you're going to get guaranteed money. How come you don't want to take this money? Do you think your team's going to win a national championship next year? I don't know about that. USC was a little down in the Pac-10 this year. I don't know if Washington's going to come back and beat USC you know, Oregon looks good still. You know, Arizona looked good. So I'd be I'd like to hear a little bit more about this young man and why he decided to pick pass by millions of dollars 
to stay at the University of Washington. I can't think of the last time that the University of Washington had a great team, a good team, won the national championship. Shout out to Warren Moon, you know, but it's, it's been a long time since Washington's had a team that we're going to compete with. There's some other things I want to talk about, too. The NBA and gambling. Now, I told you a while ago, I believe gambling wouldn't be a bad thing. Hell, they're gambling anyway on the games. So let's let's put that money into the economy where it can help benefit some people and some things that need to be done. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. You're listening to Rail on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I got a couple things here that I just want to kind of get off my chest a little bit. That's all that was about early on is, you know, somebody decided not to take the money and run. 
but to stay in college and risk the chance of injury, you know, I'm not saying forego your education. That is a no-brainer. He's going to do that. We know the type of young man he is. We know what his aspirations are in terms of uh, one day hoping to play pro football, and it's here. So I thought he might grab it and run with it, but he didn't. So we're going to move on from that. Now we're going to talk a little bit, because my second half, I'm going to talk about NFL football. But I want to talk a little bit about NBA and gambling. Now, I, I don't know why, again, everybody's that word gambling, wh- why we're so concerned about it. Hell, everybody, they you do it. The, the NBA is doing it. The NFL is doing it. Hockey, baseball, all sports, they're, they're doing it. It's being done. You're facilitating it. You, you, you're helping the process along. You have your analysts on the various networks that you that you basically own, and you talk about well somebody's going to be uh, they're probably a, a touchdown or two better than this team, or perhaps maybe um, who knows a field goal. You throw it out there like that, or nah, they're going to kill this team. Well, I mean, so you know, in a way, you're, you're you're giving them your opinion, you know, and you're you're professionals, so they they feel as if that's what they want to hear from from you. You know, the guys will sit there and, you know, and they go through the ESPN guys, go through it. Who do you pick? Who do you pick? Who do you pick? Who do you, okay, wow. So you're kind of, you, you don't think that the people who gamble on these games are listening to what you have to say and based upon your opinion because you played the game or you coached the game? You know, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Tony Dungy just recently said on television that he was not going to say anything about Indianapolis Colts, in particular Peyton Manning, because Peyton said he was giving away too many things. Too much information. So the NBA, who has finally decided, and it doesn't surprise me that Davis Stern, this probably may be his last hurrah. Davis going to facilitate gambling for the NBA, and then he's probably going to go. He's going to ride off into the sunset. But he he's going to make this happen. But listen, at NBA, you know, basketball, For when I was younger, I just rem- I even remember the times where you know, you'd be at a basketball game and everybody was just so excited if a team would get close to 100 points. Now, let me just tie this in to you. If you get 100 points, then you either get a free burger or free fries or a free drink or something. 100 points or more. Is that not the over-under? Isn't that kind of simpler? I mean, I'm not a gambler, but isn't that similar? Okay, over 100 points, everybody gets a burger. Under 100 points, you don't get paid anything. I mean, you don't get no payout. Don't have to worry about anything. And 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 the advertisers, the sponsors, they're, you know, they're bending along, you know, okay. Uh, we want them to get it, but we don't want them to get it every night. We don't give away a burger every night. But every now and then it's good because they come in, they're not just going to get a burger. They're going to buy some fries and soda, you know, maybe two burgers. If they got a ticket, if they went to the game. So, that, you know, that happens. And, and you got the fantasy stuff going on. But what I said, and I believe, and David Stern even believes it too, that, you know, the gambling will be legalized. It'll be controlled. It'll get rid of, to some degree, it'll soften the amount of money that's, you know, being gambled illegally. And some of that will come into, you know, a pot where now it's illegal. Where the NBA, I'm assuming they'll be able to get a piece of that money. And and then not only that, there, there are taxes associated with that money. So then they can go in the building, rebuilding some infrastructure here in the country, schools and, you know, whatever we need to do. But, uh, yes, I'm agreeing with them. I've always said, it. you know, hey, th- why not? It's happening all the time. Now you got to get these, you know, these 
these referees out here who who are gambling. No, there's no room in a in in a sport for a person who can make a call and they make a call. Yeah, there's some calls in in football and in basketball where they go and they look at television and okay and they overrule it. Or, you know, they reverse the calls. But still, sometimes they don't get it right all the time. But certainly, you don't. The, the integrity of the game is too important to have dishonest people making those kinds of calls. And if 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 somebody feels a person will come out as strongly as Charles Barkley to say that you know a referee doesn't like him, and because a referee doesn't like him personally, he's going to make certain calls. Now, I heard Charles say that. And what's interesting to me is that that the league would really have those kind of things happen and to to be able to witness it and not step in and make something, you know, make some changes. You know, if if you know it, if Charles has come to New York to tell you he doesn't like this guy and this guy doesn't like him, then they shouldn't be on the same court together at all. And there's no room for that in sports. Whatever feelings you have about a person, excuse me, boy. You hear people say things like, I don't like a person. How can you say you don't like a person? You really don't know them. But when you say you don't like them and you're a referee, and then you can make a call on them, and there's nothing they can do about it, because then if, if they have if they get to the point where they have some objections about your call and they you know, want to talk to you about it, and then they get angry with you, you call the technical, and then you can throw them out the game. So we got to make sure that we get the right referees doing this thing. But gambling is going to be a good thing, and it's it's a thing where I think um, it's going to bring a lot more money, you know, into the cities and into the states, uh, which can be used to uh, help facilitate these uh, some of these programs, these high school programs. Where you know, shout out to uh, the coach's corner with Scott Lovely. These high school programs where you have to pay to play, and some of these kids, you know, can't afford to pay to play. You know, so perhaps maybe gambling may be a way that we could facilitate these programs and these kids can get some of these uh, nice uniforms out here. Maybe they can build some nice facilities for high school kids to play on. Certainly some of these kids, these football fields, these kids play on. It's ridiculous. I have a friend of mine, shout out to Albert Files. You know, Albert used to be that shut down corner from Alcorn on the other side of Roynell Young. Two of them from Alcorn. Back there with Herman Edwards as well. And Herman told, I mean, uh, Albert told me his son twisted his ankle on a practice field that was terrible and you don't have you can't have young athletes to have facilities that are subpar and this is your future you want to invest in your future so the nba perhaps if you can take some of this gambling money you can invest in your future nfl you know we always kind of follow suit to what the nba does the nba the nfl may be the biggest and they may have the most revenue but in terms of who gets it right and who treats their players right, the owners and the players, they have an affinity for one another. They res- it seems as if they respect one another. They can coexist in an environment together. With, with, with football, it's, it's war. It's a battle. The owners don't like the players. The players don't like the owners. And whew. Shout out to the hardest working man in sports, Ben Eisen. Ben Eisen out there building a new developmental league for pro football. UNGL, a developmental league for pro football. And Ben Eisen is making that happen. Keep working hard, Ben. I know you are, man. Hey, last night, 
Great game, but I'm not ready to talk about that game. Great game? Nah, it wasn't a great game. You know it wasn't a great game. I, know, I just want to see if you were listening. Kurt Warner? Come on, man. I'm a Kurt Warner fan, but I, I can't get into that right now because I got to talk about something that I ain't been able to talk about in a long time, and that's the Cleveland Browns won a game. The Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fish? Okay, man, I can't talk about this too many times. You shut me up. But the Browns won a game. Did the Browns win a game or did the Steelers lose a game? I'm going to say that on Thursday Night Football, I think the Cleveland Browns actually won that game. You know, there are many things that people need to factor in when it comes to a football game. Certainly you need to know who's healthy and who's not healthy. you got to also think about the elements. Now, it's just as cold in Cleveland as it is in Pittsburgh, you know, but you got to factor those in. And if you out of a sudden used to be a, 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 a very physical football team when it comes to your offense, and you were beating people up and you were pounding on people, and now all of a sudden you have this identity of which people look at you and say they're a passing team. Well, it's cold as hell in Cleveland. You're not going to be able to pass the ball the way you do in the fall if you were in Cleveland. In November, December, probably October, it's cold as hell in Cleveland. And you got a, a game, a night game in Cleveland, and you're going to rely on the pass? No, that's not going to happen. So the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that, that's, that's near and dear to my heart because I, I got one of those balls, one of those game balls that you get uh, when you win the game ball because you play well. I got one of those against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, a shout-out to the Browns. I even put something on my Facebook that I was, uh, you know, I was hoping that the Browns would show up. I was on my, t- on my Twitter account, you know, Browns, show up, do something. You know, don't go, don't go out like that. You know, now, now they're talking about a football czar in Cleveland. What the hell is a football czar? Could somebody please tell me what is a football czar? Why do you need, I, I, in, in Philadelphia, I've heard of a, a drug czar, even at, at, at the uh, level of uh, the federal level. They might have a, a drug czar. But what the hell is a football czar? Can somebody please rail us at railersports.com? Send me the job description of a football czar. I've never heard of it. I mean, this is something new to me, and maybe somebody else knows of it. Fish, help me out, man. This is a, this is a new thing to me. But the Browns, I think, are, are considering a football czar. So, they already brought Bernie back there. Bernie, come on. Isn't that your job? Shout out to Bernie Kozar. Bernie, you should be the football czar. They don't bring in. They brought you in. Now they got to bring somebody else in. Or are you going to step down or what? Step up, Bernie. You stepped up. Maybe you helped them beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. But a, a, a czar? Man, I got a lot of things to talk about because there were some good games. And no, that Arizona Cardinals game was not a good game at all. You knew the San Francisco 49ers were going to be ready. And you weren't. You had a chance to take it. And you didn't. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Can't live with it. Can't play with it. Can't win with it. Not you, kid. That's who you were going up against. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I might. I'm going to come back. I can't live with it. Can't live without it. Take the break. Get me out of here.
to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a show to keep you on your toes, spiritually rebellious, transformational, decidedly not PC, and always entertaining. Tune in each week for Outside the Box with Dr. Kevin. Along with co-host Dara Jane, Dr. Kevin will take spiritual discussion to another level altogether. Sometimes he needs Dara just to keep him grounded. Along with guests and a helping of planetary influences with Dr. Lynn, it's like nothing you've heard before. Outside the Box with Dr. Kevin. Tune in Monday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I'm back. It was in Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Um, I, I got a question. I got a question. I, I need to jump off into a little bit of baseball. Um, I, I just want to know if it's me or are there other people out there as well that for some reason or another, uh, I guess they think we don't have our calculators with us. But why is it reported? And I think it's Albert Pujols. Why is it reported that he's being offered eight years at sixteen million dollars per year? Why, why is it being? Why is it? Why is that being put out there like that? Why is it that offer on the table for him is sixteen million dollars a year for eight years? Why is it not put out that he's being offered one hundred twenty-eight million dollars? Well, could somebody please answer that question to me? I know why. Again, Rayellas at RayellasSports.com. I know why. Because eight years at $16 million per year sounds a lot less than $128 million. Albert Pujols is being offered $128 million. And at this time, you know, I'm not sure that in St. Louis they really want to put that number out there like that. And so they probably got together with the people at ESPN. And I, I didn't hear it on the NFL Network, obviously. It's not about football. But on ESPN, they reported it at $60 million a year for eight years per year. $16 million. Not $128 million, but just, just think about that. Maybe they think we could, you know. It took me a little while. You know, those are, that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of zeros. It took me a little while to figure that one out. I'm like, wow, Really? $128 million. And for all of those people out there that think that there's too much emphasis on sports, wh- how much money do you think owners make for somebody to be able to pay somebody $128 million? One person. And if I'm not mistaken, baseball players' money is, is guaranteed. So congratulations to you, my man. Keep playing ball the way you're playing ball. I'm going to tell you some people right now, I'm not sure they're earning their ticket. Nah, they're not doing it. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, one of those teams, you know, Wade, they built a palace down there in Dallas. And I don't care who it is that comes in, you shouldn't let anybody come in your house anytime and win. 
really because of the palace, you I think you should almost feel like, man, I got to win. I, I got to get in the playoffs and I got to win some playoff games because they're not going to stand for it. Now, I, I really think that we got some problems in Dallas. And I got one of the engineers here that I have a problem with all the time. He had the nerve to wear this number 22 jersey into the office today. And I got a problem. I wasn't going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys today, but I am. And that is they've got serious problems. They don't talk about T.O. no more. They thought they were done with the T.O., so it's not T.O. anymore. You know, Tony Romo, it's your team. And the bottom line is I don't care what you have to do. You have to win. And the Dallas Cowboys just cannot find a way to win. I don't care. You know, Tony Romo, he says he's going to step up and he's going to become the holder and all, and he wants to hold and all that. But do you really think he wants to do that? He doesn't really want to do that. He probably doesn't have a choice but to do that. You know, I'm seeing kickers last night, you know, missing extra points, extra points getting blocked. They're kickers. Shout out to Nick Murphy, punter, not kicker. But come on, guys. There has to be something that has to change with the Dallas Cowboys organization. And I really believe that once the fate has been sealed this year, the Cowboys are out of playoff, I think Wade's going to get the pink slip. That's the first one I called this year. I think he's out of there. I think the pink slip is coming. So, uh, Wade, we enjoyed it, man. You're great. His record speaks for himself. You ask, what has he won? He's won a lot of football games. He's got some winners there. They just don't win playoff games. That's what they don't. They don't win conference championships. They don't win the division championships. But they win games. And if you weren't playing for this thing at the end called the Lombardi, they'd be a pretty good team. But when it's all said and done, it's about the Lombardi. And, mm, Wade, you're not doing a good job there, man. So, hey, the Cowboys, man, and I, you know, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for them. Uh, I don't like when anybody loses their job. But I just think there are going to be some changes made with Wade, uh, no doubt about it. Again, the Ravens, I mean, it was it was Detroit. But I, I bring this up only because you know how I feel about players and putting their lives and their bodies on the line. And I'm telling you, that was a heroic play by Derrick Mason when he got hit by not one, but sandwiched by two Detroit Lions. And I mean, he got hit. The man was in physical pain, and it's almost like many times when players get knocked out, th- there's a delayed effect. There was a delayed effect to the impact of this hit on Derek, where they hit him, and it's almost like somebody who would, and I've never been shot, okay, I'm from Canton, Ohio, but never been shot. It's like, oh, did they really hit me? It hurt like hell. It felt like they hit me. Let me run for this touchdown. And so I, I just watched that with amazement because the man was hurt, hurt bad. I mean, he was hit. And you could also you could see where he kind of staggered and he almost fell. But he's like, no, I'm too much of a man. You know, it's that brute strength we talk about. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to score. Then I'm going to go to the sidelines and then I'm going to get some treatment. But I'm going to score. And so that I, I, I thought that was the play of the week. There was some. You know, they shone. Shout out. Oh, yeah, the Eagles did their thing. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But that looked good. I like that, Derek. I like the way you took that hit and, you you know, you just kept on going. So, uh, But you only played the Detroit Lions. You were expected to win that game. But, you know, let me talk a little bit now about the Arizona Cardinals last night. 
you know, how is it, you know, come on, fellas. This is it's yours for the taking. You you know you were playing the San Francisco 49ers and you know that Mike was going to have that team ready for you. There's no way you could go in there ill prepared knowing that this is going to be a phys- it's going to be a physical game. And yeah, they got Frank Gore back there so they're going to try to run this ball on us. You you know that. Now, Wiz says, you know, it's a bad day. At the, you can't keep having bad days at the office. You just can't do that. This is football. There's only 16 games in a season. And when you are in a position at this time of the year, you have to grab it. You have to grab it, take hold of it, seize that moment. And then you can decide what you're going to do with your team. You, you're, you're the kind of team whereas. I, I think you consistently need to keep playing because you get better as you play. There's some other teams that are considering some things, and we we talk about gambling. Wow. Could you imagine if, you know, it's game day and, you, you know, you, you gambled on the coach, and next thing you know, they come out and a coaching decision at the last minute is Peyton's not going to play and half of the other guys aren't going to play? <laughs> wow. But the Arizona Cardinals, that's not the case with you. You're not going to be in a position where you should rest your play. I don't think you got the kind of team. Maybe Kurt rests because Matt maybe needs some time. But this last part, as you go into this last hat, this last quarter of your season, you were supposed to close that out strong. And the San Francisco 49ers, you gave them, you gave them some life, some hope. And as a matter of fact, if they went out and you lose out, guess what? You're out. So I, I was terribly disappointed in the Arizona Cardinals last night. I, I think they're one of the more athletic teams in the National Football League. You know, position by position, they got some damn good football players on there. A Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I You know, Larry Fitzgerald, and that, shout out to Larry, because that, that leg, that's going to be something that's going to be real sore. They're going to have to give him a couple things in there. Maybe some of that stuff they talked about they gave Tiger. Man, give Tiger a break. But perhaps maybe you, you you never know. There there could be some issues going on there. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. But certainly what I want to say is I want to say that Arizona Cardinals, the Steelers are out. You're still in it. You want to get back to the big dance? Miami's a little nicer than the place you were before. Go there and win. You can do it. You 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 can do it. You got. It's going to be hard. But you can't. I don't have to tell you guys you can't play like you played last night. You said you were embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. Not because the 49ers aren't that good, just that you're so much better than what you played last night. Beanie, hold on to the ball, big fella. Represent the Ohio State University the way you know how to. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm having fun living in Phoenix like it matters. We'll be right back after this break. Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay i'm back using rail of sports on the voice america network and uh let me let me I gotta give my boys in Philly a little bit of love. Shout out to all the Eagles, but but in particular, can I get my man Donovan McNabb? You know, let me give you a low five, Donovan. Just just hang in there and continue to play football the way you know how. You you enjoying the game, man? I'm happy for you. You seem to be healthy. It's been a long time. I think we're into week 15, Donovan, and you're healthy. And I don't see anything wrong with you, man. And you are playing ball. I mean, you ball length. Just keep it up. And Deshaun, man, I mean, the little fella can just, he can do it all. He can do it all. And special teams is a big part of football this time of the year. Special teams can win it or lose it for you. And to have somebody like him back there as a threat, you know, you get to the point where it starts getting cold in a city like Philadelphia or some other cities uh, in the NFC East. You try to directional kick it and all that. The next thing you know, you know, you got a shank. So the fact that you have somebody like that who's going to be on the receiving end of of a punt return, uh, that just speaks volumes for how your chances are increased of chances of manipulating that field position. <laughs> because that, that field position uh, this time of the year is extremely important. And if they're trying to kick it away from him, because don't, man. Who would kick it to this young man? Right now, I mean, he's just, wow. He's incredible. He's uh, worth the price of the ticket. So uh, keep doing your thing. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm I'm with you. Fellas, I'm with you. Come on. It's, it's that time down, that stretch time. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But also, I, I want to give up. I, I like to give up props where they do. See, I, I think that more players should do that. You know, that, if somebody's doing something wrong, that's fine, too. But when they, when, when, listen. Give them their props when they do the right thing. Brandon Marshall, I mean, anybody who can catch 20 passes, 
I think he caught 22 passes in a game. Now, either he took the quarterback out, Kyle Orton, and threatened him, or, you know, Kyle was just, you know, he was feeling him. And, and man, he was catching everything that's thrown him. See, that's what I call a possession receiver. I do not call a possession receiver somebody that they think, ah, oh, they don't have real good speed. A possession receiver to me is a person when you throw the ball to them, they catch the damn ball. Brandon Marshall, 22 passes caught. Man, that's outstanding. So, you know, shout out for doing your thing, man, Brandon. Keep on doing the thing. But but Denver now, I know it was Indy, but 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 listen, you gotta if you're gonna make it to the playoffs, you know I was kinda on that wagon for a minute. You know, you can't lose anything else. You gotta you know you gotta win out. Get that wild card. So um for once I'm because the Browns ain't doing nothing, I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, jump on that bandwagon and see if you guys could make a little noise over there in Denver. So let me uh, let me move on a little bit. I want to move on because this this segment here, this last segment is the shortest segment, and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about you know, uh, Indy and Jacksonville. Now Jacksonville's you know Jacksonville they they you know they, they're probably they're very inconsistent. You don't know which team is going to show up. So Jacksonville, you know, Indy is going to come in there. They've already clinched everything, so they could they could come in there. And, uh, you know, maybe Peyton not play. I don't know. But I think they want to win it all. You know, it's kind of hard. But the most important thing is the Lombardi. So what I said some people, I probably would. I probably wouldn't set them week 15. But I would definitely week 16. I, I think I definitely would. You know, well, no, I wouldn't because you still got week 17. So I, I'd probably wait till week 17. The last season, I mean, the last week of the season, I'd be setting people down. They they be setting down. I'm I'm sorry. You know, a perfect season is not that important in the National Football League. It doesn't get you anything. If you win your division championship, at least you get acknowledgement for winning the division. If you win your conference, at least you get acknowledgement for winning your conference. But if you're undefeated, there's nothing. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. If you don't win that last game, it's it's nothing. So all those other accolades that you achieved at the time, that's what we, that's the only thing that makes a difference. You know, hey, I'm I'm the division champ. I'm the conference champ. I go to the Super Bowl. Either I win or I lose. But the fact that you're undefeated or not, if you're undefeated, then you and the Miami Dolphins get together and sit down and, and have a toast, you know, and you'll fight about who's the best team. But I would have to say if it's a team today, they're probably better than the team was back then simply because the guys are bigger, stronger, faster. Ah, uh, okay. That's my opinion. That's what this shows. Everybody gets their own opinion, okay? So, so uh, you know, I, there's there's some things here. I, I'm looking at Chicago Bears going into the the Ravens. You know, now listen, they're going into Baltimore. You know, the Bears don't really have anything to lose right now. So the Bears going in there, they they need to be spoilers. People looking for jobs, uh, some job security. Uh, Ravens gonna have to bring the A game. You know, you're still in the playoff hunt, but you gotta watch those Bears coming in there, man. You know, New England and Buffalo is is you know that's just a game where there are two great receivers and. Come on, Jinx. Shout out to Jinx. Again, the Ohio State University. But listen, you got Randy Moss, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Randy Moss, you know, some people say he takes a playoff here and there. But don't say that Randy Moss didn't, you know, play as hard as he normally plays or he took some plays off. He didn't give it all. That's Randy's style of play. And what Randy, what Randy would do is Randy will put you, he will lull you to sleep. And next thing you know, he's gone. 
That, that, that's what's going to happen. So those people out there would think, oh, okay, well, Randy took a playoff. He's going to take a playoff this time. He's going to take it. Next thing you know, Randy will lower you to sleep, and you'll be looking at the back of 81. So this, this man has earned his respect. You know, if you think you can shut him down and shut him up, he don't talk much anyway, then just do it on the field, fellas. But to go out after you lost and talk about Randy took a playoff, somebody, a lot of people on your team must have took some plays off too. Because you didn't beat him, you know. So uh, that's going to be I, I want to watch that game for the simple reason I want to see what's happening. Now, Arizona's going into Detroit. Detroit, Detroit, does to build themselves up and to be motivated for next year, one thing they want to do is they want to see how good of a football team they are. They got the NFC champions coming in to Detroit. What do they want to do? Knock them out. That 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 game kind of scares me right there because again somebody's looking for, to be a spoiler. I don't think losing their job is anything that's an issue, but I certainly think there's a lot of guys on there that hey man let, let's finish this this season out and let's really start next season by beating the Arizona Cardinals and messing up their season. Cleveland, Kansas City, ah, uh, you know Atlanta going up to the Jets. Atlanta needs to start doing some things too. You know, because uh, they could be possibly all the way out of it. I don't know if mathematically they're out of it. But, the, you know, the Jets are still kind of in there. You know, you got San Francisco going into Philly. Philly, be ready. Mike's got his boys. He's trying to get his boys ready for he. If the Cardinals don't start playing better, he could, you know, he come in there try to beat you. Cardinals lose a few times. Like, you know, he's in the playoffs. So, they're coming in to play some football, and it's going to be cold, but that ain't got nothing to do with it. You know, Mike's going to tell them, hey, man, I played in Chicago. He's going to have them boys ready. Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Well, you know, it's time for Pittsburgh to start spoiling some other people's season. So, uh, I, you know, man, I, I got to go with Pittsburgh. I, I just got to go with that. You know, uh, Houston and, and St. Louis. Well, the Texans, the Texans, is uh, that was a sleeper team for me. I, I just thought they would do a lot better than they are this year. I don't even want to talk about that game. The, the, the St. Louis Rams, I don't know what they're preparing for either. Next year, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Miami and Tennessee, I think that's going to be a good game. Miami and Tennessee is going to be a good game. Oakland, we never know. Oakland, and we don't know. Oakland and Denver, that goes way back, though. That goes all the way back probably to time, <laughs> you know. So those are some good games. Cincinnati at San Diego. Come on, Chad, do something for me. It's, it's, it's warm weather. You should do. You should have a great game and tweet about it. But, Chad, go ahead and do your thing, man. Uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle again, who cares? No, Nobody really cares about that. And you got Minnesota and Carolina. You got Brett Favre. Brett got to do his thing. And you got the Giants and Washington. That's always a good game, man. That's the NFC East. And the Giants are going into Washington. And I like the way the Washington is playing football. Minnesota... Well, I already talked about Minnesota. I like Brett, but I'm going to go with Washington. Washington's going to beat the Giants in Washington. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, but I got to go, y'all. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.